go. That was uh, Pete, Peter Sterius. Uh, really, I, I was I enjoyed him. Uh, a, a whole different angle on yoga, I thought. I mean, nothing new, but I thought he had a, 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 an a interesting background, how he came to yoga, how he dealt with it, uh, his perspective on what's going on now in yoga. Uh, uh, I thought he was terrific. Yeah, I, I'm glad uh, I took the uh, the chance when I received the press materials and everything. I said, "Oh God, there's a thousand books on yoga and you know asana practice and all that. Why is this different?" But there was something in in it. Uh, his uh, his uh, many years of experience and the fact that uh, there were indications it was something deeper than. Uh, just sort of yoga for fitness or yoga for health. Um, and so I, I thought we should take the chance, and I'm glad we did. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. He played, He went to New Zealand. Probably that's where he played rugby. Uh, I think he said that's where he played rugby. It's big there. And then, you know, that's a very rough sport on the body. So oh, yeah. Of, he went into yoga with a lot of physical injury. And I think maybe, you know, initially, hey, how do I get my body healthier? But then uh, he obviously saw there was a lot more to it. He had the opportunity to study with uh, a teacher who had spent a lot of time with Iyengar, right. who many right. consider one of the great, great teachers of yoga of all time. And, uh, you know, so obviously he had a very traditional, very specific uh, level of instruction. And then uh, I thought his thoughts on uh, on uh, Pranayama yeah. were quite insightful. Well, he and, obviously uh, has a, a sense of the uh, fullness of yoga as, you know, beyond asana practice. And it's interesting because, you know, all the people I've interviewed for my books and everything, I've run into, and, I, you know, some of them are my friends now, you know, uh, who people have been teaching yoga and are like leading lights in the Hatha yoga world who got started without any interest in spirituality just because they had a back problem or, or right. you know, something. And, um, you know, then they found, you know, discovered there was, it not only helped them physically, but there was so much more to it and right. became very dedicated in, in right. the process. There, there, I've, I've met, met a number of people like that. But then I also wonder, Phil, how many people go into yoga because they see a picture on uh the cover of yoga magazine and they want to look like that person. Absolutely. <laughs> they never get beyond that point. That's yep. all yoga is ever about. I, I guess, I guess that's okay too. Sure. Look, sure. you know, uh, we, you and I became meditation teachers right. back in the day. You know, we were in it for consciousness and enlightenment, but how many people did we teach TM to who just wanted to lower their blood pressure or reduce stress and that was that's fine. That's enough for them. They didn't, right, right. I, I think when we started a meditation TM, I, I did back in '70. You did even before me. Uh, uh, it was about you know it was the first introduction I had to the idea of enlightenment and cosmic consciousness and God consciousness. All these terms, I got very excited about it. But now, uh, and I think most people then they were approaching it for that reason. And I think now a lot of people, it's all about stress management. Yeah. And, yeah, whatever, and that's fine too. Because ultimately, if you practice these practices uh, 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 correctly, I think, uh, and they're real practices, then uh, it'll lead you to in the insight that it, it, it is something. There's much more there, yeah. and that's a personal thing. If somebody wants to practice meditation or yoga just to feel a little better every day, good for them. Yeah, they, they don't know anybody. Why not? Anything. Look, but, this is uh, an what old. What I would say is. Uh, 
look at it a little bit more deeply, read some of the literature, and and I think maybe you'll find a lot more. That's what happens. Look, I, I oh hey Phil yeah I'm here. I got I thought we might have got cut off there for one second. So for That's you okay. listening in, we're still we're, back in touch. Yeah. We're still recording. Um, I, yeah. I was just going to say that you know when I researched Yogananda's life from my biography of him. It was amazing. You know, he came here to talk about, you know, the highest uh, teachings of uh, the uh, Indian spiritual tradition. Uh, but he found that, you know, Americans were pragmatic people and they wanted a better health and a better you know, business success. So he started uh, talking about how these teachings and meditation and so forth would help them in that way. And but he never n didn't give the, the bigger picture as well. It's just skillful right. teaching. Right. But yeah, there's anyway. that great story. There's that great story by Maharishi, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, with whom we had studied in the past. And he said he, I think he went to Hawaii and, uh, in his first world tour and he gave this big lecture on meditation and higher states of consciousness and all. And the headline in the paper the next day is meditation helps with insomnia. Well, I, I, I know the story. No, the story. Awakened. He's talking about helping you go to sleep. That's right. It was actually that occurred in San Francisco when he arrived on okay. the mainland, and somebody asked him if meditation would help him sleep, and he said, "Yeah." And uh, that was the headline the next day. You know, so there you go. That's America for you. Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad yeah. you know this business of the you know. Uh, uh, all the yoga teachers and things that are fashionable. Uh, he was spot on because uh, I, mean, I, I joked and I said, it's like writers, you know, people find that it's very difficult and very few writers make a living like yoga teachers find out. But there's nobody out there, you know, teaching uh, writer teacher training, uh, you know, with the promise of having a career. Um, I, anybody who promises a would-be writer that they'll, you know, have a successful career is lying. <laughs> so. let, let, let me ask you, Phil, because I think you're as good a person as any to, to, to ask this question to. Uh, and that is if somebody's out there and they want to start taking yoga classes, what what do you what do you suggest they do to find a decent yeah. teacher? Yeah, well, first I always ask them what they what they're why they're looking and what their their needs are, and if it's because of an injury or some health problem, I always I try to direct them towards somebody who's not just a yoga teacher, but who has some a specific training in right. in yoga therapy. But if they're if it's a more broad thing, then you know it's a question of shopping around, and I always tell them to look for somebody connected with a, a good lineage and uh, who seems, you know, sample a class and, and, and to look for somebody who doesn't just teach yoga as fitness, but has a good grasp of the fullness of what yoga really is. And then, you know, you find a teacher you, you respond to. Right. I think, yeah, it comes down to that intuition again. Yeah. All right. Well, Phil, this is good. Uh, until until next time, uh, excellent uh, subject and excellent uh, uh, interviewee. And uh, let's keep the ball rolling. Hey, folks, we're trying to stay on the air. We've got probably over 200 interviews now. And uh, uh, keep listening in. SpiritMattersTalk.com. We're on all the uh, podcast sites. And uh, 
any uh, we we've never monetized this uh, so. Yeah, here's an idea, Dennis. Let's start podcast teacher training. I, I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm ready, willing, and able. <laughs> Just call in. We'll take care of you. Okay. All right. Uh, signing time. off from Sweden. Uh, Phil in Los Angeles. Till next time. Bye.